Hey everyone, welcome back to The Strategist. I'm Fallon Fulce, and for those of you who are new to me, I am a certified feng shui consultant as well as a corporate veteran of about 10 years now. And I help business professionals create success-focused workspaces that allow them to achieve their goals. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about this week that I thought was pretty appropriate because right now we're kind of in a weird time in the business world. We are mid-year, so a lot of people right now are, you know, if you have kids, are in the whole trying to get stuff going for back to school as well as um, maybe taking some last minute vacations. And it's very interesting because it's like we built up to this point in the year because, I mean, let's face it, when we get into the holidays, everybody falls asleep. And then whenever we get back from uh, Christmas, everything just kind of starts up again. But it takes a little while to get back into the swing of things. So January is usually a pretty fairly slow month in comparison to the rest of the year. And so I feel like things just continually build from that point, like February time frame up until now, where, you know, through the summer, you've got some summer vacations happening. So people are out. So there's not as much um progress that happens. But I don't know about you, but I can totally feel this build up of stuff that's about to come where, you know, people are, all the kids are going back to school, vacations are kind of dwindling down for a little bit until, you know, the November, December timeframe kicks off. So we have these next few months that are usually fairly busy. And in the past, I have totally been guilty of pushing through those months. So it's almost like we've got a stretch of, you know, almost as if we're like back in school where it's like the spring semester happens and, you know, things hit the fan and you go, go, go. And then we have this little lull in between with the summer and then fall semester kicks up and it's go, go, go again. And so... I've totally been guilty in the past of just not mentally preparing myself and physically preparing myself in my office space to go into that time frame where, yes, I am busy, but I don't feel that rush because I've gotten to that point where I've created the workspace that feels good to me and supports me and the mindset of I don't have to participate in that and not as in like a, I don't get stuff done. It's more of a, that's yours when, you know, like when you're, someone's coming in my office and they are frantic and they're like, oh my gosh, we only have three more months to actually achieve our goals that we set out to do in the beginning of the year. And they realize like time is running out. And that's kind of what I feel like a lot of times in the fall, there's this big push to complete all of our goals. And it can be tough because it's in those moments that we realize that the goals that we set out for ourselves, 
either no longer align with what our current goals are and so we have to scrap that start over or we get to the point in this you know halfway mark of the year and realize we haven't done a thing to actually work on our long-term goals that we said we would for the year and so I've gotten to this point where it's like I recognize that that's where a lot of people are coming from in this time frame where people are frantic because they realize like they haven't done what they set out to do and also you know just the crazy requests that come up in you know the corporate business world that just kind of blow your mind that that's where we're at but I've gotten to that point where I recognize that and that was a huge deal for me of just recognizing that people are going to spin. People are going to be in their own creation of this like drive to complete things. And that's okay. And we can allow them to have their space to do that, but we don't have to spin with them. We don't have to be the people who add fuel to that fire we can be the people who calm that down because it's proven whenever we are in that panic mode we are in a state of fight or flight and so you know from a scientific you know what's going on in your body time type of thing you know, you are running stress, anxiety. And so what that's doing is it's signaling to your body that one, you're not safe. Two, you are increasing the amount of cortisol that is being produced in your body. And what that's doing is it's putting your body in that state of stress. Like whenever your body releases cortisol, that is you feeling stress. Like that is the reason you feel stressed. And whenever we are in that state, it changes where our brain is functioning. So when we're in that, you know, panic mode, we are not forming long-term memories. We're only forming short-term memories. And at that, we're not really forming memories very much at all. And we're not able to even think critically we are in the mode of what do I do, need to do right now to be safe? What do I need to do right now to not panic? Or not even not panic, but how do I survive today? I mean, how many times have you had that thought of how can I just survive today? I know I have multiple times in my over 10 years in corporate <clears throat> probably more times than I'd care to admit. But it's when we're in that frame of mind that we cannot think critically. And this is huge because when we can't think critically, how in the world are we supposed to achieve these goals that we've set for ourselves in that frame of mind? Yes, you don't have as much time as you did in the beginning of the year, but did you need a full year to actually accomplish that mission that you set out to accomplish? Probably not, because we severely underestimate the amount of work that we can do in a year, but we severely underestimate the amount of work that we're actually able to do in a week. And so it's this 
paradox where in the short term, it may not feel like we are going to reach our goal in time. But long term, you've got three months to accomplish this. You probably didn't need 12 to begin with. So there's no need to panic. There's no need to be in that fight or flight type mentality. But a lot of us don't realize that because our natural habit is to go into this fight or flight type of feelings. And so now for me, I have come to that realization of like, I don't have to run that. I don't have to be in that fight or flight type of mode of, oh my gosh, we only have three months left to do this. And that number one, just realizing that and recognizing that whenever it comes in my office, when people are coming at me with that, I realize that that's not mine to run. They can run it if they want, but that's not the kind of environment that I want to be in. So I immediately try to shut that down. I try to change it so that they realize that they do have time to reach their goals and get them out of that state of fight or flight. Because again, when you're in that state, you can't think critically. And in order to actually achieve your goals in a shorter amount of time, you have to be able to think critically. It's key because we have to be creative in the using the time that we have left. And so one of the ways that I do this, not only do I, you know, when I'm speaking with them, I remain calm because when I'm calm, they get the memo that it's okay for them to be calm too. And that's pretty big. And I also change it where, you know, they're panicking and I, you know, slow them down. Okay, what steps do you actually need to do to reach your goals? Let's list those out. Okay, I need to go from A to B, back to A, and then go to C. You know, whatever it is, whatever your steps are, write those down. Allow those to come out and help them realize that it's, you know, four steps that you have to do to get to your end goal. You know, I'm just making this up. But, and by doing that, by allowing them to see the logic and the steps that it takes for them to reach their goals that in itself helps them to calm down and yourself like if you're feeling that panic write down the steps that you need to do how long do you think it's going to take you to get there you know and honestly so if you've never read scrum it's uh, the art of doing twice the work in half the time or you know something like that I think it's by Jeff Sutherland. That book is game changing. One of the ways that they, uh, you know, get so much stuff done is actually um, chunking it down. So once you have your full list of all of the things that you want to do and accomplish and like how each individual step would happen, chunk it down. Take it one week at a time. Only focus on the tasks that you set out to achieve in that week. Once you complete them, then you can move on to the next thing if you still have time in that week. But focusing on the big picture is not going to help you achieve the smaller goals and step-by-step steps that you need 
to reach that bigger goal. And so, you know, the other big thing, so that's like kind of a very um, surfacey type way to approach it as far as for, you know, traditional productivity tips and, you know, how do you achieve your goals type thing. So I want to take it another step because this has been the ultimate game changer for me is creating the environment in my office to be more productive. And you can do this in a lot of different ways. One thing that I like to do is one, you want to, so one of the biggest things is whenever you're in this creative zone and you no longer are in the fight or flight you're critically thinking you're creative you're doing all those things typically the creative process is very messy and that's meant to be that way it's okay that it's messy one of the things that was taught to me whenever I was becoming a consultant in feng shui was once a day you should be able to at least see your desk. So that means once a day, you're picking up your desk, moving stuff around to where it actually functions and you can actually see your desk. It organizes you, it allows you to have that moment of clarity. And so it's a really simple, and obviously it's a physical thing that you're doing, but you're really, it causes this like mental reaction and emotional reaction in your body of like okay this is my time to organize myself regroup and find that clarity that you need in that creative process and then start over again and it's okay if in between those time frames that things get messy it's supposed to the human brain does not necessarily always work in a linear fashion And so allowing that creative process to happen and allowing yourself to get a little messy in your office is totally fine as long as you bring it back to order and allow your logic brain to have a break and have that moment of clarity and structure. So that one is like a really fun just like tip that you can use in your office. Now, the other thing is I don't know how familiar you are with feng shui, but one of the ways that, so I was trained in BTB feng shui. And so it's a little bit more westernized than your typical feng shui. And I've even taken it to a different kind of level where it's more on the intentions and a lot of focus on that rather than the traditional, like let's put a fishbowl in your office and a fountain and all these things. Um, so what I like to do, so there is a, what they call a Bagua map and it basically sections out your office into nine squares and the area that corresponds with productivity is the completion area. And this is the, like if you're sitting at your desk, this is going to be all the way to the right of your desk in the middle or if you're standing at the door of your office all the way to the right in the middle of your office so that area is associated with productivity it's associated with completion it's associated with the metal element 
And the metal element is all about, you know, having that clean cut line, completing, allowing it to uh, be structured. And so the one way that I like to bring in that intention of completing your tasks, because that's another big thing is, you know, when we're in that creative process, it's very easy to get caught up in the whole constantly, you know, new idea, new idea, new idea, you know, and never actually completing them. I, for one, am a huge, you know, recovering, I don't even know what you call it, but like idea generator, (laughs) I guess, because I would generate all these ideas and they were awesome and great. And then I would never complete any because I was too busy generating ideas. And so one of the things that I like to do is to bring in that metal element into the office and doing that with the intention of completing your tasks. Now, the other thing that that area is associated with is the number seven. And there's like a whole science to numerology and, you know, how that particular number of objects or whatever vibrates to a certain frequency that corresponds to whatever you're trying to do. But as far as for that area, it's associated with the number seven. So one of the things that I think is pretty cool to do is to bring in that metal element and bring in the number seven. And so, and place it you know, whatever object that is in that area, the far right center of your desk or the far right middle of your office. And one of the cool things that I thought would be really cool to bring into your office space, you know, those little like Newton cradle uh, pendulum balls that kind of the momentum inertia where it kind of you pull one out, drop it and it transfers the energy all the way to the one on the outside and it starts like clicking back and forth if you find one of those with seven metal balls on it and place that in the completion area on your desk the big thing about that is to bring in that intention bring in the intention of completing your goals bring in that intention of easily achieving what you set out to achieve And it's that intention. It's honestly, yes, it is about the physical aspect of it, but it's more about that intention because you are watching it, you know, every day you see it every day you come in and every time you see it, you placed it there intentionally with the um, focus of completing your tasks. And so that in itself is huge as far as for reminding yourself every day that that's your goal that's your intention that's what you're bringing into your workspace and so it's small changes like that and small reminders that you can put throughout your office that really create that intentional workspace and increase your productivity in your workspace in your environment and one stat that I recently came across that I thought was just mind-blowingly fascinating people who worked in a positive workspace actually saw a 13% increase in productivity and when I first read that stat I'm like okay 13% so what 
But then I started thinking about that and actually, you know, putting some math to it. Because, I mean, you know, my chemical engineer brain can't help it. But when I started really looking at what does 13% really mean? Like if I got back 13% of my day because I was more productive, what did that actually mean? So when you look at it in a 40-hour work week, that would give you back over five hours. When you look at it on a yearly basis, that's 10 days, assuming, you know, you have two weeks off for vacation, 10 days of your work year would be given back to you because you're more productive. And in a typical career lifespan, that's over five years that you would get back because you're more productive. Like, I don't know about you, but that's unreal. By just being in a positive workspace, that you can be 13% more productive, that you can get back five years of your life. How crazy is that? By one simple thing, creating a positive workspace, you can get back five years. <laughs> like that just blew my mind. I don't know about you, but blew my mind. And so that's kind of like what made me start thinking about all of this is this whole notion of how do we become more productive at work? And it honestly starts in our office because it's physical. It's something that we can easily control. I mean, and let's face it, if you have a family and kids and all of these things of spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, friends even, you don't have a whole lot of spaces in your life that are 100% yours. That you, yes, you, you know, have the work space rules, you know, whatever those are, where you have to have this desk and that, whatever. But as far as what you do with that space and the things that you bring in, you can be creative and allow it to be a space that fully supports you. And when you have that space, that workspace, that fully supports you and you begin to thrive, that's a ripple effect that goes out to the rest of your colleagues and all the people that you work with and begins to allow them to start to bring in things into their workspaces that support them as well as just a, an overall change in their attitude, the change in the way that they approach their work. And being in that positive environment creates so much more, you know, productivity. It creates a better work life. It creates a space that you actually want to be in. I mean, so many people, um, in fact, I think I was reading, I was apparently very into statistics recently, but um, I was reading another article that was saying that 34% of people leave their workspace because of a toxic environment. So if we can start small, where we have our own space, we create that calm, we are more productive, and we bring in that intentional aspect to our work, it is game changing. It's the biggest ripple effect that you can have on the company. And just that small change of the way that you approach your office 
can have the biggest impact. And so it's really the small things that add up to make the big difference. You know, a lot of people, when they think about changing their work environment, get very overwhelmed because it seems like you have no control over it. Because not all of us are the CEO, and maybe you are and you have that control. But even then, you have to start with you. No matter where you are in the company, the change has to start with you. And so it's these small changes that we can make that make the biggest difference. So I hope that this episode has helped you figure out some alternative ways to increase your productivity so that you can create this positive workspace that we're all after. And if you like this episode, make sure you take the time to leave a review. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and hear about what you are you know, working on in your office. I would love to hear all of that. And so you can reach out to me on social as well. I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook at Fallon Fulse, as well as on Instagram at pfstrategies.co. So I hope you guys have a great week and I will talk to you next time.